0: to a topic that everyone in IT security is talking about, the SEC charges against SolarWinds and its lead security officer, Tim Brown. So to help with the discussion, we have special guest, Peter Shavaker CEO of Nearshore Cyber and a subject matter expert on innovation and strategy. Hi, Peter. Howdy. So, Peter, why don't you set up the case against SolarWinds and its lead security officer? Can you sum this up for the audience?
1: Yeah, I mean, in a nutshell... Um... The SEC ran uh, what looks like a series of investigations and um, identified a lot of problems. Uh, To me, uh, the the it boils down to a couple of things. One was um, inconsistency, let's say, between what um, uh, what was reported internally and what was reported to the SEC, and what was said, what was reported to uh, to shareholders of the market, Um, and so. You have what a one would con, some consider a, an issue of candor and completeness, um, and it, it, if you read the complaint and the complaint is available, it's a little bit hard to find, but you can Google a bit and find it. Um, it tells a story that a lot of us have heard before, and a lot of us have lived, which is the struggle, um, uh, internal the struggle over controls and being able to tell the truth. Um, to me, that's what it what it boils down to. Now one of the interesting things like shows up at the top of the complaint, which is this is, is the security exchange commission against or versus solar ones corp and Timothy G Brown. So this is not just a Timothy. It's not just a Tim Brown story. This is about the company and he happens to get named because he was the head chiefs, right? as CISO.
0: Wow. So Peter, is this common for a government body to file charges against both the company and the leader
1: in cyber? Um, is pretty much unheard of um, outside of cyber. I don't know. Uh, although it is interesting, this is a, the, the the file name is CompPr twenty twenty three two two seven, which means that they did this twenty two two hundred twenty six times before this, and then the year's not out yet. Um, I mean, this is the SEC's job, and uh, and they're good at it. Uh, but in cybersecurity, um, uh, it's pretty much unprecedented. Uh, also, the I mean a lot of us have, to, have had to live with the consequences of, um, uh, of the breach or breaches. Um, an awful lot of companies, like the, the complaint says that 499 of the Fortune five, 500 had SolarWinds product in it. Um, that, that in and of itself is extraordinary. And so it's an awfully complex situation. Uh, complaint says that they, were, they went a jury trial. That's going to be an interesting trial. So this is going to go on for a long, long time, and I think a lot of people see the headlines and they see the press release and they start to make um, make judgments based on uh, not a lot of information. Even if we read uh, the complaint, uh, you know, it just took me about like an hour to really read it uh, closely, and I'm not done yet. Um, it sounds really familiar to a lot of us who've been in. Companies of size, particularly in IT, um, and the, the reality of cybersecurity in the world. Um, these guys got caught, um, but I think we're going to see a lot more of this stuff. And this is this is a uh, to call this is shot across the bow was more like a it's more like a a, a cannonball across the bow. Um, and I think I think we should expect to see a lot more of it. And people are scared.
0: So this puts a whole new importance on the security reports and documentation of security we put in the filings, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's pretty simple. You got to tell the truth and you <laughs> better bloody well tell the truth to the SEC um, uh, because there's blood in the water as there should be, right? I think in the end that this, that this is positive. I mean, I don't feel very good for Tim Brown or the people that SolarWinds, winds because, you know. Um, you get, the, you, you get the sense from the comments that are quoted that there are people in the organization who really care and were frustrated. And the word frustration appears in it. I mean, it's a heck of a good read. People should be studying this thing and they should think about their own organizations. Um, the need for, uh, for reporting that can be grounded in like the stuff that you guys make is, is crucial. Um, in the end, what you have to do, what we all have to do, is heal a, the a, a kind of moral hazard problem. The habits of businesses and the habits of cybersecurity have been unfortunately corrupted by the need to uh, to, to move the business forward. And we run too fast, and we deploy m- too much kit, and we make too many changes, and we can't keep up, right? And so having the the internal controls in place in a way that is predictable and efficient makes it possible for leaders to tell the truth and do so confidently and in a timely way. But when you're running so fast that you've just got to get the attestation out the door, but you don't have a way to do that in a a way that isn't going to be burdensome. Like there's going to be temptation to say the least to, um, uh, uh not be entirely candid
0: so this would imply that enterprises should be looking at how they collect this evidence for the reports and what evidence they're actually providing right
1: yeah yeah
0: i mean if the facts
1: are clear right then you have an honest shot at telling the truth right it gets it gets simpler it doesn't get easier um but if you're dealing with muddy data there's going to be a, maybe it's some temp, temptation to kind of shrug it off and say, well, let's just get it, let's just get through this filing, right? Now, what happened in this particular case was money happened, right? Trades got made according to the complaint, right? And and that's where things get pretty ugly. Um, to, to me, that's the part of the, the complaint that really stood out. Again, let me say it again, not a lawyer, but read it yourself.
0: Okay, so this is where UATest comes in. So Garrett, can't UATES help in these kind of identity and permission assessments?
2: Exactly, that's a, a, as uh, Peter replied, straight out, that you know, you're know filing evidence, it's, it, it's documented, and that's where they're gonna get nailed. It's not getting, people don't get nailed for being hacked. So once you're hacked, then people do the discovery. Okay, you said you were secure. In this case, I saw three things that they said they lied about in their documents. It was uh, uh, basically the security of their password policies, the security of the software development process, and what UATS does. That is determining who has access to what. In this case, it was internal data. That's what we do. UATS goes and allows you to do a complete identity attestation of who has access to what and allows you to keep a record of that and say, yes, We quantified, we recertified the access to these applications, and here's the documentation. We provide the due care around identity auditing, correct?
0: Perfect, so you can contact us at info at uattest.com, and we'll get you going on your identity audits to reduce your exposure to identity security. Thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate you being here. And Peter,
1: how do people get hold of you? I'm pretty easy to find on LinkedIn.
2: Okay. All the best. Fantastic. Thanks. Great session.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you.